Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. On the Wine Roads, a wine road trip that takes you to the four corners of the world to discover the most beautiful wine estates. Sit Stop, New Zealand, Episode 1. For this new stage of my wine route, I'm heading for the Southern Hemisphere in New Zealand, two islands and one archipelago in the outskirts of the Pacific. With less than 1% of the world's vineyards, New Zealand wine is but a drop in the wine-growing ocean, but it's the quality that counts. The country is, above all, known for its famous All Blacks, the Maori tattoos, and its kiwi production. But here, wine is the business of a group of passionate people guarding what's maybe one of the best-kept secrets on this side of the world. My first stop, Auckland, in the north of the country. A cosmopolitan people, modern architecture, and terraces bathing in the sun. That's what I call the perfect cocktail for starting my journey. Warm and resolutely cool, Auckland definitely deserves third place on the list of the world's best cities to live in. For my first steps on the wine route, I meet with journalist Rebecca Gibbs, an Englishwoman who's decided to settle in Auckland to live her dreams. A well-informed enologist, today she writes for some of the biggest international magazines and has found her place as a critic of New Zealand wine. I meet with her in the city centre, on top of the Sky Tower, 328 metres high, it's the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere. The place is perfect for getting a general overview by Rebecca, all by benefiting from a unique panorama of the city. Hey, I recognize this blonde haircut. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Nice to meet you, last. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you very much. So, what have you been doing since you landed in New Zealand? Well, actually, I just landed. It's really my first, uh, my first moments here, and mm-hmm. it's going to be my first glass of wine. Uh, what are you having? Well, I know that New Zealand's all about Sauvignon Blanc and all about Pinot Noir. Yeah. So I thought that I would give you something else. I thought I'd give you a Riesling. The it's, color looks like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a Riesling, and it's uh, from Wyprovite. It's by a company called Pegasus Bay. Okay. And I think it's the best Riesling oh. in New Zealand. Uh, let's try it. Mm. So cheers. Cheers. Should we say Santé? Santé. Santé. <laughs> Actually, you know, yesterday night I had my first dinner in Auckland and the waitress told me that uh, people in New Zealand drink fast. (laughs) Why is that? Is it true? Yeah, there is a culture of drinking fast in New Zealand, you're right, because it's a historical thing. But in, um, until the late 1960s, um, there was a thing called the six o'clock swill. Mm -hmm. Basically, people left work at five o'clock and every bar shut at 6 p.m. So everyone... Ah, you only get one hour to drink. It's drink. So, yeah, you didn't go to the bar. People came around and just topped you up. Okay. So, people drink fast. 
Now, today we are developing a wine culture, but it's really, a really quite a, a new thing. We've only really been making table wines or the likes of Sauvignon Blanc for mm -hmm. 40 years, so like early 1970s. For that, it had been, we'd been beer drinkers because most of the immigrants to New Zealand had come from Britain. Mm. Whereas if you go to America, North and South America, it was European immigrants. Thank you again, Rebecca. I'm Absolute, having a great time. Absolute pleasure. Have a great time in New Zealand. Thank you very much. Well, I'm having a good start here. I mean, look at this and smell that and try it uh, I think I don't think it's gonna get any better from here I think you should probably just get back on that plane I've started with the best <laughs> cheers to you <laughs> cheers to you around Auckland 40 islands or so offer a multitude of discoveries Every day there are shuttle ferries, and any time it's possible to embark on a day in the countryside, you can't resist. This morning I leave the hectic port life behind and go to sea. Following Rebecca's advice, I head for the Wake Island, a plot of land 90 square kilometers, some 30 minutes away from Auckland. The island is known for its olive plantations and its beaches. The calmness of the seas attracts the pleasure boats. This relaxed lifestyle is also what makes wine growers happy as well. In the beginning of the 80s, pioneers started growing vines with a result that was rather conclusive. I go to meet Nick Jones, the founder of the Mud Brick Estate, who has gained a solid reputation. Planted in the hillside, the vineyards open up on a magnificent panorama. Here, Nick is producing more than just wine. He's taking care of the vineyard like a garden and is cultivating a certain notion of happiness. Hi, you must Hi. be Nick. Yes, I am. Yeah, Lovely I'm to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Welcome. How are you? To, oh, I'm great. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Mudbrick and Thank to you. Waiheke. Thank you very much. That's a beautiful island, and uh, I must say the view you have here is stunning. It's uh, probably one of the best I've seen. That's beautiful. You're so no. lucky. <laughs> In fact, I'd love to take you to our gardens. Um, oh. Why don't you come with me? Yeah, come sure. With me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so the concept is that you're mixing the vegetables and uh, ornamental plants? Yeah, just about everything in this garden's edible, yeah. right down to the flowers and, um, oh, yeah. and okay. all the herbs and all these things will go on the plate. And where do you actually grow the microgreens? Well, just over here we've got a glass house and um, further into the property we have more glass houses as well. Okay, I hadn't seen this one. And you have very young vines here. Yeah, those are a replant of grapes that were there for 20 years. These are Pinot Gris grapes. Okay. And um, they'll be into production by this time next year. Good. Yeah, so 20 years old is like quite old for... Um, yeah, I mean, grapes can live a hundred years, but um, from a uh, production side of things, um, it's better sort of 20, it's 30 not. years normally is a really good age. But um, we were just changing out the variety. We had some Malbec here, and um, we just wanted a bit of a change. Mm, how does Malbec work here? Malbec's um, used as a blending wine mostly um, mm -hmm. on Waiheke Island. Oh yeah, you um, don't do pure Malbec wine? We have once or twice over the years and um, strangely enough there's a real um, sort of a certain number of people are really keen on buying Malbec 
Okay, so now I'd really like to show you some of our more mature vines. Yes? Yeah. These nets are for birds? Yes, the um, pesky birds are quite a problem on Waiheke Island. We've got a, oh. got a lot of bush, uh, beautiful native bush, and, um, and we kind of love our birds, except when they <laughs> eat our grapes. So rather than shooting them and eating them like um, you do in France. That's a better option. <laughs> do we? Do we shoot birds? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't Maybe know. We do. <laughs> but um, now the nets are, nets are the solution for us. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite a big process because we're covering like about uh, five rows um, at a time. Mm. And so we have a, you know, quite an interesting sort of apparatus to lay them out with. Um, and then they all need to be pegged down. You must have a beautiful view uphill. Well, you know, uh, just a bit further up, there's an outstanding 360 degree view. It's awesome, huh? I want that. That's so incredible. It's mm. the Coromandel Peninsula out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's many beautiful places, but um, don't you think it's um, time I invite you to come and try some mud brick wine? Oh. I thought you'd never say that. <laughs> yes, sure, with pleasure. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's go. Definitely. <laughs> so this wine is uh, is not produced every year, right? No, this this wine um, is made only in the years that are uh, considered to be exceptional. The very first vintage that we made velvet was 2008, and this one here is 2010. So, uh, so far we've only made two. Uh, 2011, 2012, uh, we didn't make any. So we're hoping this year, 2013, is going to be the, the next velvet. So I'm quite privileged <laughs> to <laughs> <Definitely>. try it. <laughs> wow, so it really deserves its name, the colour. Quite present tannins, but soft. Yeah, yeah. Um, its lens is very good. Yeah. It's a beautiful wine, very well made. So you've really developed something like uh, you know tourism here because um, you have a restaurant. I saw that people can come and do some wine tasting. I mean, how did you did you choose the site to do this, or did you choose this beautiful view for yourself and then you thought, oh, it's a shame I should do a restaurant and have people come here? Yeah, um, Mudbrick really evolved slowly. Um, first thing we did was we said uh, we want a vineyard on Waiheke because we, we saw the potential of this very new er new region. And then we found this property and we thought, oh, well, I hope it can grow some grapes because we're buying it anyway because it, <laughs> it was so stunning, so beautiful. It's beautiful today, but even when we first got here and it was just grass paddocks, mm -hmm. it was stunning then too. Mm. Um, so you got a crush on it. And yeah. Well, thank you for uh, treating me with this uh, beautiful wine. Thank you very thank much, you. Nick. Cheers. Cheers. Bidding Nick farewell, I remain under the spell of the harmony uniting the vineyard, the ocean, and the sea. The sea is omnipresent, and it's no surprise that Auckland has been nicknamed the City of Sails. On the pontoon, the slender line of schooners opens its arms, inviting me to visit the bay. On the Wine Roads, from a documentary series directed by Eric Michaud with Luna Sands and François Montagu. Sound editing, Agathe Leroux and Guillaume Sulpi. And mixing, Thomas Gabriel.
Music by My Music Library and Angle, the An Interscope Production.